Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in, everybody. Final hour of Sharp Money is underway from Las Vegas at the beautiful South Point Sportsbook Studio. We're hanging out with Amal Shaw, Vinny Maliolo, the sports betting Hall of Famer, stopping by with us. At the desk, I'm Ben Wilson, Brian Ortega, our producer behind the glass. And gentlemen, we have some uh, breaking news as we start this hour. It was something that we anticipated would happen as we welcome Vinny on uh, to the desk. It is the official sale being approved unanimously by the NFL ownership group of the Washington Commanders. It is $6.05 billion, billion with a B, to the Josh Harris-led group. And I was wondering what our uh, Green Bay Packer owner, we have kind enough to join us, Brian Ortega, which way did, which way did you vote, uh, Ortega? You get, uh, get something on there? Uh, yes, um, I did let Mark Murphy know that he should vote the way that we did. So make it a net unanimous. You know, everything's good when it's unanimous. Thanks, Brian. Is that why Wyatt's not here today? Because he was at the meeting for the sale of the team? Yeah, he had to, you know, instead of the instead of the private jet, you know, they had to, uh, they, they basically string a bunch of like eggnog cartons <laughs> together. And that's how they, that's how they do it back in our, our home state, uh, Vinny. So. You guys pass the hat around and get a piece of that? Is that- <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah. So Wyatt, I think has it one share. I have two shares. So um, I do get two votes so, at the boardroom. So table. he's the, the high roller in, in, in these parts. Strong. Yeah. He's strong. strong. Good to see you, by the way, Vinny. How you be, doing? Good to be here with you guys. Yeah. What's going on, fellas? Not too much. I always <laughs> like the response of it's good to be seen. Good to be seen. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be seen. That's uh, for sure. Just, co- just comparing the sale, by the way. So the Broncos went for four point six five just bill last that. summer. Yeah, it was We're at June. six now. I mean, six, Vinny. Wow. So, Inflation. So the- <laughs> yeah. My God, what are we in Venezuela? <laughs> I mean, it's like hyperinflation. Four point six five to five uh, six point oh five. I mean, that is insanity. $1.4 billion more. Now, I get the nation's capital. Washington has always had a ton of value being there, but that's a lot of money. Well, and, you know, uh, certainly the history. Listen, you can ask for anything, right? If if there's somebody willing to pay the price, right? I mean, you're you're not going to see franchises probably go down, right? I mean, uh, the I days of George assessment. Steinbrenner buying the Yankees from CBS for what was it, eight million or something? What yeah. was that? Was that nineteen seventy three or seven yeah. somewhere around there? Yeah, was, was that eight, isn't it eight million or something yeah. like that? Eight million dollars. Yeah. Wow. And even, I mean, even look like the Milwaukee Bucks had the the co owners. That was a five hundred million not that long ago. And now mm-hmm. that team is valued at over three bill, and one of the owners just sold his shares. Well, I think when you look at uh, the value of franchises, I mean, look at you know the the, the way contracts are are, are going up, uh, price of tickets, and and things like that. My goodness, it's yeah. uh, uh, I, it, it's certainly not going to reverse it, uh, the course. Ten point three million on the Yankees sale, arguably 10, the wow. best. One of the best returns on an investment of any Ever. sports franchise, yeah. Yeah, one of the most valued uh, franchises in any sport on in the world. Right? I was going to say, forget sports. Just, I mean, business in general. That's yeah. just an un- unbelievable return on investment. And speaking of NFL, we had uh, Josh Applebaum on, on earlier, Vinny. Mm-hmm. He was talking about already getting a bet in on the, the Hall of Fame game. So I imagine those those numbers already. I see the, the betting sheets over there. One and a half. There we get go. The, get the Browns. The Jets are, uh, Jets are a dog. Uh, Hot off the presses. August 3rd. Yeah, one and a half and uh, 33. So... Two weeks out should be an interesting game. Ben, we've got a big event coming up in yep. about 12 days in town. Or not even 12 days now. Actually, what is it? 
Nine days. Nine, yes. Errol Spence taking on uh, Bud Crawford in a tremendous matchup here in Las Vegas. Vinny, you have some great, great <laughs> boxing stories. And me being a boxing guy, I always love to hear them. Uh, ben, you weren't here last week. We told the Joe Lewis story uh, about the marble statue. A great story told by Vinny Maiulo. Can you share with us probably my favorite story of yours of all time? And Vinny's got a plethora of them. Uh, this one, with it was Hitman Hearns, right? Tommy Hearns and uh, Ray Leonard. Two. Two. Yep. June 1989 uh, at Caesars Palace outside. And uh, there was a few things about that fight. We, it, it was a long time coming. You know, I mean, it, the first fight was, was 1981. Wow. And by the way, it was September 1981. It was on a Wednesday, if you could believe <laughs> it. If they really? Think about that. But, again, and just to kind of give a, a little uh, – you know more clarity to these the, the though back then the fights were just they were you they the energy not only could be felt all over the property but it tra- transcended the entire city and and you know that's what that's what everybody would talk about and and of course you know either had the, the great heavyweight bouts or middleweight or welterweight bouts and and then of course there was a time when you, you had both you know going and, and boxing look not, not taking away anything i thought i think the ufc has done a tremendous job of marketing and their product, and they make the fights that everybody wants to see, that, that people want to see. Um, but back then, it was special to have those fights there uh, at at Caesars and to be a part of it. I mean, and we would we would just take it to another level too, because it, you, you know all the celebrities, every high roller on the planet w- was was there. Uh, we would set up. We would turn uh, uh, one of the tennis courts out back into a sports book and uh, we, had a, we had a portable sport we would get we would petition the uh, the gaming control board for uh, approval to get that and uh, by the way it was the the favorite spot for the uh, metro metro uh, police officers to work because you know they were they, they worked the book and we were sitting there watching all the celebrities come in and sure. they escorted uh, the team once the the main event started they would escort everybody back to the book and then they'd stay sit in my office and watch the fight so now but the, the fight you're talking about Amal the reason it's it's quite memorable was um, if if you recall that and and this is chronicled in the HBO special recently Four Kings. And um, Ray Leonard won a hard fought. He had to come from behind in 1981 to beat Tommy Hearns. Everybody and Tommy Hearns, they were trying to get this uh, rematch going for years. So it took eight years. <clears throat> and um, the thing to remember as I tell the story is there were obviously various ways to bet, just like we do now. You could sure. bet either fighter. You could bet the rounds prop. Uh, you know, will it go the distance? Won't it? Either fighter by knockout or decision. Pick the knockout round or draw. Now, every every fight would uh, would the, the draw would would garner money. Just kind of as a, as a prop, a flyer. Yeah. People would bet, you know, a hundred bucks, fifty bucks, whatever it was. Just something for the most part on, on a, a just small uh, as a prop bet on on the draw, like they do for the Super Bowl. You know, a casual a casual play, uh, as Mitch and Pauly uh, would say, pizza money. Sure, and it would accumulate. <laughs> so there was always exposure on the draw. Well, nobody bet the draw in in this fight at all, and so just to to, to give you a little idea where the, where this is headed. Um, we needed, uh, there was a very pro Tommy Hearns crowd and we needed Leonard in the fight. Well, Tommy Hearns proceeds to, to, he, I got to tell you, he knocked Leonard down twice in the fight. Now that's four points right there in, in the scoring. Okay. Leonard goes down twice in, in two separate rounds in the fight. The, the fight ends and Security always immediately, Caesar security and uh, Metropolitan Police would lock arms and they would secure the ring so there would not be a, a rush of, you know, anybody who didn't belong in a ring into the ring and things like that. As I mentioned, high rollers, casino customers all over the place. We had one casino customer who had a substantial wager. He had a, he had a big bet on, on Tommy Hearns in the fight. And... Fight gets announced, ladies and gentlemen. We have a split decision. Okay, <laughs> fight winds up a draw. 
16,000-plus people out there going out of their mind. And I look up, and, I mean, nobody leaves, and everybody's screaming. I mean, this customer was a very big big customer physically, too. He winds up getting onto the ring apron, right, right above where I am. And my, my uh, uh, co-worker, Lou D'Amico, great guy, uh, recently retired out of the industry, and he says, we, you know, we can't let anybody. But before that, I, I should back up. I said, listen, I call Rich Bachelary in the book. I said, Richie, listen, don't let anybody leave. We're going we're gonna to be paying this fight out because I'm thinking, you know, Hearns right. won. Yeah, right. We're going to be paying this fight out all night. So he says, okay, this guy jumps up on the ring apron. And he's a physically, not only a big better, but a big physically big person. He starts, he hangs on to the ring apron with one hand. And then the other hand, he's yelling, fight's fixed, they fixed the fight, the bookies fixed the fight. And, and he points right down at us, and he's got the chant going, BS, BS, BS. If you watch the, uh, the documentary I'm talking yeah. about, Ray Leonard is being interviewed by, I think, Tim Brando. And in the background, you hear this chant, Tim Brando, right? They don't seem to agree with the decision here at ringside. <laughs> and this guy is – now, people are – now they're starting to gather around. Now, there's no security – all the security is trying to get him right. off, and they're trying to secure the ring. We and Louie, under – I had to get out under the ring. We get under the ring and crawl out the other side and go in. I mean, people, they're throwing with things. It was almost a riot out there. I mean, you see now Amazing. through the the, uh, the aisles, here comes more security, here come more metro officers, and again, 16,000-plus people yelling, BS, BS. And we get out. I get back. We get out to the other side. Now we got to get into the building. I take another little tunnel. We get out through the uh, the Italian kitchen, naturally, through the Italian kitchen. <laughs> of course. Uh, the Primavera restaurant outside at poolside. And get back. I get back to the book. My collar's like this. We got dirt, we're all scuffed. And Richie's sitting there going, hey, what's going on out there? <laughs> what's going on out there? We almost got killed. So, yeah, that was uh, uh, Hearns Leonard, too. Look it up. Watch it, and when you get to I that part, to that. it's yeah. uh, it's pretty uh, pretty memorable. June '89. It was funny. I was just reading about the fight, and it's just amazing that it, everybody says it should have gone in favor of Hearns. Oh, Ray, Ray Leonard to this day, I think he'll he'll say I I I didn't I didn't win that fight. I should have lost that fight by scoring. In fact, it was the the one fight nobody bet the draw. Nobody bet the draw. Yeah. And, and I remember the uh, the chairman at Caesars, he said, you mean we got to give all that money back? I said, sir, it's only temporary. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, what a line right there. It's That's only a great temporary. line. The Sports Betting Hall of Famer. One of the many reasons why he is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Vinny Maliula stopping by here at the stop. We'll have more Sharp Money coming up right after this. What a story. What a story. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A big thanks to Vinnie Malilo. I, I love the story time with Vinnie Mal. Oh, it's nothing, unbelievable. Nothing he's bad. got he's got some great, great stories. Makes me makes me wish I was, you know, around in Vegas in the eighties. Well, I tell you, you know, it's funny. I'm not a big go to games guy. We've talked about this a lot, but yeah. if you ever have the opportunity, and boxing can be extremely expensive to attend a major fight. And, and Vinny's right, it's not quite the same cachet it once was, but it is I remember when Floyd, when I moved here, uh next month is nine years, and Floyd, it was very intriguing and it was a lot of fun when he'd fight Cinco de Mayo weekend and usually like mm-hmm. around Labor Day weekend. There's just a buzz in the city with boxing. Even though there's only about 20,000 people in the arena, it's really unbelievable in terms of the excitement. I, I don't know. I think because boxing, it's it's so infrequent, unlike MMA, which is every weekend, right. it, it just the bigger fights are a big deal. Like this one with, um, I was at a fight this weekend at uh, Cosmopolitan. And much smaller fight, but it was it was a um, it was on regular Showtime. If you're a boxing fan, you would have seen it. But when you look at the one coming up with Spence and Crawford, this is the biggest fight of the year. It, it'll be huge. Now one, uh, Crawford's from Nebraska, Spence is from Dallas, so it may not have the same cachet for a lot of people name wise. But like I can tell you right now, when like Floyd fought Canelo, I mean it was even before. I mean like it was huge. It, it, you look at some of these fights. It. When Oscar used to fight, Oscar De La Hoya would fight. It was unbelievable in this town. Uh, Mike Tyson still, I mean, I still, the greatest uh, sporting event I've ever been to was fortunate. 97 went to the Tyson Holyfield fight where he bit his ear. And I mean, I remember it was funny. A friend of mine said hello to Terry Porter and the former Portland Trailblazer. And he was like excited. Somebody said hello to him because at these types of events, Terry Porter's a nobody, right? Like in Portland, if he walked down the street, there'd be a hundred people that would come up to him. And to Vinny's point, when you look at the biggest fights, I always said it was a big deal because the biggest celebrities kind of realized where they were at in the celebrity hierarchy because they may not have as good of seats as they wanted or thought they should have had because these events bring in the biggest of big names. That's so funny you mentioned Terry Terry Porter. I once ump I was a little league umpire when his umpiring his kids' game. Oh, and really? Terry and Terry Porter left, had an assistant take the kid home. And it was like a you know a cold Wisconsin summer night for yeah. whatever reason, and and he was begging me to stop the game because you couldn't start an inning after 10 p.m. It's like 9:52. I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's like I got satellite. Like I, I, you can't be eight minutes off with the satellite. Anyway, I love the Terry Porter efforts. Only you know the only big like big 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 fight I I can really remember was like in you know in my lifetime having been born in '93. So in the year since I've been watching sports was being in college during the you talk about the Floyd uh, yeah. Canelo fight. And just how big that, and that's the only time I can remember where like being, being on, being on a college campus where usually you're in your own little bubble there. And we all, but every, you know, before going out to the bars, everybody was just hunkered down in their respective apartments, watching it and then went out after only time I can ever remember something like that happening. It's been one time in 30 years since I've been alive. Yeah. I wasn't living here at the time and I came out for the fight and I was like, this is going to be unbelievable because you knew Canelo was going to be a big time fighter and what Floyd had already accomplished. It, it, there's just a, level of excitement. And, and it's unfortunate, like a guy, I'm a huge triple G fan, Gennady Golovkin, tremendous fighter, but he's from Kazakhstan. Um, English is obviously not his first language. So you don't get as much of an affinity for fighters like him just from the general public. But when you, anytime you have a, two, two common denominators, a heavyweight and an American, it, it's just a different sure. atmosphere. I went to Wilder Fury two. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I've never been to a fight where 
I thought they should have thrown in the towel. Uh, I mean, I thought he was going to get killed. Tyson Fury is just absolutely a mountain of a man. But it, it's always fun. And if you kind of go, like, if you come into town and if you know some of the gyms, you can go. You see some of the guys working out. Um, you know, I saw Joe Joyce working out at a, at a DLX here recently. Uh, Canelo used to train at a gym that I used to train at. So, like, we'd go to work out. And then they're like, okay, you can't come in here for, like, three weeks because Canelo's coming to train. And so it's, it's like, amazing. you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, especially because this is the epicenter of boxing. No, no doubt. And so are you working uh, the fight again for, for Showtime? I am looking forward to awesome. it. It's, it's going to be an awesome fight. And it, it, listen, Errol Spence is a tremendous fighter. I mean, I saw him at the fight the other night. And I'm like, dude, this guy is jacked. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. He, he was talking about, he, it was funny. Jim Gray was interviewing him and he goes, uh, yeah, I haven't had sex in eight weeks. He goes, I'm getting ready. Uh, like he goes, I am focused. I mean, he's like, I've been in camp. When these guys go into training camp, there's not a – when you talk about fighters, when they're getting ready for a fight, nobody's better conditioned. Yeah, and that's, well, that's why there's always there's – MMA always and those, boxing. Yeah, right, and there's always those, those typical sports questions that get asked. It's like, would you rather, you know – like some do like take some sort of punishment and something like get hit yeah. by a linebacker with pads or take the punch in boxing. And I feel like people, people always gravitate toward, Oh yeah, I could take one punch. And it's like, no, you couldn't. Your, your, your body would separate at the seams. If you took one punch, I'll put it this way. This is the best example I can give. Michael Spinks was a heavyweight champion. He fought Mike Tyson, Atlantic city. I think it was, he lost in 91 seconds. And if you see how Michael Spink's legs are wobbling, I mean, it's only 90 seconds. You can go before, catch the fight yeah. on YouTube, right? The way he's wobbling, I mean, this is a guy that destroyed a lot of people along the way. And what a guy like Mike Tyson can do to you in one punch. I mean, just, I mean, this yeah. was a, just a, a couple of flurries of punches. But to your point, absolutely. I would rather get hit running a pattern across the middle from a linebacker or safety and then get punched one time from a Tyson Fury or even, you know, Deontay Wilder. He, I mean, obviously he's got the loss, but I would not want to get hit by the bronze bomber or a Mike Tyson or somebody right. like that. It might be lights out permanently. I mean, I weigh like 150 pounds, fully, fully clothed. Yeah. I, I would, I might lose my life in one, in one punch. That's, and that's not, that's even, what I'm saying. that's no, not even an exaggeration. No, it's not like, at all. I would it's, probably I mean, die. Well, I mean, Deontay Wilder used to say, Hey, I want to get a body. I want to, I want to put yeah. a body on somebody. Like he literally wanted in theory, wanted to kill somebody. He's not a bad guy, but you know, it's just a mindset as a fighter. But I don't think people realize I went to um, Caleb plant. David Benavides was working this fight several months ago. Benavides called the monster, the Mexican monster, an absolute beast. I'm going to tell you, I thought it was a disservice by the referee and Caleb Plant's corner that they didn't throw in the towel. Mm. I mean, he destroyed this guy. And fortunate enough, to, when I go to these fights, I'm sitting ringside. So you see firsthand what's going on. I'm going to tell you, Ben, there is not enough money in the world for me to get into a ring with a guy with that type of capability. Completely agree. Not, it, that, not that I, you know, again, people, if no, you're I'm watching, saying, can right? Like if somebody says, we're going to pay you 20 million. You. Yes. I'm like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Good. No uh, amount of money. Can, yeah, exactly. There's not a price tag on that. Uh, by the way, the, the odds right now, these odds have been up for quite a while, at least at DraftKings. Terrence Crawford minus a buck 55, Errol yeah. Spence plus 120. Do you have a total on that one? Uh, I, let's see. DraftKings does not have it offered. Okay. I will, I can pull it up real quick they, at another, no. at another book in town. No, it's interesting. Crawford's a tremendous fighter. He's regarded by some as among the top pound-for-pound uh, pound fighters. Uh, Spence got into a car accident. That kind of derailed a little bit of what his talent and his ability was. But Spence, to me, is just physically stronger. This is an interesting fight. And I'll tell you the one that I'm looking at, Ben, is this round prop in this one. Uh, you know, now they've gotten a little bit smarter and say, will the fight go the distance as opposed to one that will be uh, 10 and a half rounds, okay. which in yeah. essence would have to go through the 11th, uh, complete 10 rounds and then go midway through the 11th sure. round. So you'd have an, a round and a half buffer to be able to get the completion there if you're betting the over. But you've got two guys here. You've got a lefty in Spence who's fought 28 fights, won 22 by KO. He's been incredible. Bud Crawford, the same thing. I mean, he, he's just an unbelievable fighter. This is going to be a fantastic fight. Look, if you're a person that maybe get your friends together, you get five friends together, yourself and four others, $17 a head. It's 85 bucks. It's going to be worth watching. I, I think this is a fight you're going to see go the distance. Crawford's been unbelievable. The only thing I don't like is Crawford is now 35 years old, uh, 39 wins in his career, 30 by KO. 
this should be a tremendous, tremendous fight. And it's uh, right now, I just found it. Uh, by the way, a bunch of books are offering this. Just one example is Circus Sportsbook in, in Nevada. Ten and a half is the round prop. It is over minus 235. But oh, it, to you, is that too much uh, juice to lay given? I mean, clearly that number is there for a reason. It, it, you're absolutely right. But I'm going to tell you, I think the prop should be, will it go the distance? So in my opinion, you have a, a round and a half buffer. And the other thing is, yeah. yes, 235. Anytime you get a number like that, it's always scary because in MMA and boxing, it could be one and, one, one, one strike one and it's strike. over. Yeah. But to me, I think it's going to be tough. These guys are both tremendous fighters. The one edge I give to uh, to uh, Spence is just the pure punching power. But Crawford's a great, great fighter. This should be a fight that goes to the judges' scorecard. Now, I'll tell you one thing. If we wind up with the fight that I'm expecting, we're going to have Crawford Spence two probably sometime in 2024. Wow. That'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. I, now I'm fired up. Oh, you know what? That 17 ahead gets you. If you get your five, four, uh, four buddies together, you get to see them all shock. Well, I don't you, know. You that, might, so, that might be a detriment. You but were the reality so well is, dressed. I mean, on the, the last one, I remember looking up at my TV. I'm like, whoa, look at, look at a mall. <laughs> look at the wardrobe. Let's yeah, my go. mom said you looked really good. Thank you. you I, pre- I appreciate it. But you know what? Listen, I, I'm, a, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work with a great group of people. Brian Custer, who heads it up with Jim Gray. Two fantastic people to work with. But I, I'll tell you what's amazing is the atmosphere, the electricity. It's at T-Mobile. It's going yeah. to be fantastic. Cannot wait. A week from Saturday, 11 p.m. Eastern time, Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford. Huge matchup coming up in the boxing world. All right, we still have a lot to get to. Them all final half hour for us because we are going to talk a little bit of survivor and contest strategy. It is that time of year. We've held off this long. I got, I got to give away strategy. This is $8 million well, bucks on the line. Well, I mean, you know, uh, we Proceed at your own peril. So okay, we'll also talk because you've already told, told me off air. You've got some survivor strategy you've already considered, at least for week yeah. one. We'll go over the week one potential survivor strategy. Never too early to do that. We'll discuss it next here on Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. In 15 minutes, we'll go through our preview rest of the Thursday slate in Major League Baseball because all there is a huge AL East matchup atop that division. Orioles and Rays start a four-game set at the Trop with first pitch in about an hour and 10 minutes. So we'll get our full breakdowns on that coming up in just a bit right now, though. Talk a little Survivor. Let's do it. Let's because go. I mean, no time like the present. Start talking strategy. Uh, you had a great line off air yesterday, which I would like for you to repeat to, to, to the audience. And when I asked you, so when do you sign up for contests? And your response was? <laughs> I said, as late as possible. I said, in case I perish in between. I don't want to re- I, I don't want to ruin the amount of inheritance I leave my family. That's so good. Well, I mean, like, That's here's good. the thing. I get it. It's what's saying, what's the point of signing up on July 20th when you can do it on September 1st? Yeah. I mean, for people that are coming from out of town, I understand. But if you're local. Yeah. I you make very valid points. Where do you stand to on the crowd that that feel the the urge to put a survivor entry in on the Thursday night game so that if they lose, then they can just rebuy and then and they have that ability to kind of play the field for game number one? I mean, look, to me, why not just make a thousand dollar straight bet on a game? I mean, it's if you're that concerned about the first game and you're burning Kansas City this year, I, yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily sure. the most prudent play. Look, I, I can appreciate where people are coming from. I don't necessarily look at it as the best move. I think you want to take your best possible play um, because the one challenge here is it's like the NCAA tournament except for 17, 18 weeks. Pretty much. Well, you've had a lot of success in this contest as well as uh, millions. We'll talk about you know the, the other, uh, and it's not just Circa Millions. There's the Westgate Super Contest a lot, and now nationally a lot of different uh, five against the spread picks a week you can make in that. But as far as Survivor goes, you've made it pretty deep uh, in the past them all. What are some of the, the rules that you have tended to live by that some people might kind of scoff at or not really believe are true yet are when you look at it, break it down are actually pretty good ways to approach it. Yeah, I'll give you one. I, I tend to not take teams on the road. And, you know, in the NFL, anybody can be gotten any given day. And it doesn't necessarily mean because you're at home, you can't be beat. I mean, we've seen, you know, you mentioned it before we came back, the Jets, they were like 16-point underdogs and they got beat by the Rams. I mean, they beat the Rams at home. So I I think that's just one thing. I just feel like teams at home generally have more success than they do on the road. And it's proven fact in sports when you look at the pricing in baseball. You see a team that's a $2 favorite at home today, Spencer Strider and the Braves, minus $2. If they were in Arizona, probably around minus 125, 135 against Zach Gallon. That's what made last year so crazy because you'd week one, a ton of road favorites. And uh, San Francisco losing at Chicago was was a big one that a lot of people lost their survivor entry on. And I, I definitely try to follow the same principles. This year's a little bit different, at least because you know, I think some people, again, I don't know where you stand on this either, Amal, where 
Like, there are a lot of people that will map out the entire season from week one to week 18. And, and in Circus Survivor, for those who don't know, they, they require you to pick an extra game. As thanks, the Thanksgiving Day slate is a totally separate entity. The Christmas Day, which which uh, which will, I'm not sure how that is working out this year, Mall, since Christmas Day is on a Monday now. But at least last year, there were 20 separate weeks, not just 18 Correct. weeks. So I, I look at it and go... How can, like how could you really say how could you have enough conviction to go this team will suck in week sixteen? It's, it's so I like to just start at week one and I play it week by week. Now I've never no. gotten that far, so maybe that's maybe that's a, an issue on my so end. So in the first year I got to week fifteen and I screwed up. I actually had the play. It was going to take the Ravens. I switched it because Finley was playing quarterback for the Bengals and I went against what I said and I took the Steelers on Monday night. They end up losing. And had I done that, I would have been fine because I was going to take the Saints who destroyed Minnesota on Thanksgiving or on Christmas weekend, mm-hmm. Friday, and then take the Pats in the last game of the year, and they won against the Jets. The thing is this. Here's why I map out the entire season. Because two factors. If you don't look to Week 10 and you say, okay, Kansas City's playing this weak team now, I'm going to take them, then what do you do when you get to Week 10? You should have some thought process of two to three to four teams that you're looking at taking during that stretch. It's like anything else in life. If you don't plan, you know, it's like the great John Wooden line, a failure to plan is planning to fail, right? And so it's a similar situation here. People say, well, how can you? No, you're not mapping out the whole season, but you have a pretty good idea. It's like if you make a futures bet, you think that team's going to be there at the end of the year, right? So it's a similar situation. You think that this team's going to be there. Then you adjust accordingly. Um, You know, perfect example, there are some teams like uh, Seattle, Jacksonville, you adjust according to how they're playing. You right. know, the, Seattle was a team I was going to go against last year. Didn't matter. I got bounced in week two with the Browns coming back or Browns blowing the lead against the Jets. The oh. Jets were the first team since uh, I think around 1999 or 2000 to come back from down 13 points or more with less than two minutes to go. So you're kind of mapping it out. It wouldn't matter. I would have been gone in the third week because the team that I, 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 I liked in week three would have gotten I lost bounced. with Tennessee week one last year. Yeah, so, yeah. Against the Giants. Yeah. Bullock missed the kick. Um, but my, my point is, um, to me, I'm looking at certain situations like, uh, okay, maybe I'm not necessarily going to play this team, but I've got to have a thought process. So I go through, I do the entire season, and then I will have um, two to three to four plays that I would potentially look at. Now, in theory, a quarterback could be hurt. Uh, a team could be in a tailspin, whatever, things change. But if you just sit there and say, okay, I'm going to take Dallas, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Kansas right, right. City, and Buffalo and Cincinnati in the first six weeks. Now, all of a sudden, what do you do when you get to the back end? Now, there is a risk sometimes in saving those teams because they may not be as good as you thought as well. And I think Circa does an extra, they do an extra bonus if you don't use the, the Super Bowl teams from the previous year. So, like, if you were to hold off, if you don't use Kansas City, Philadelphia, you get it. There's an extra bonus involved there. But is that what that is this year? Because that was the case last year with Cincinnati yeah, and the Rams. That, yeah, and again, that's that's we're just talking kind of basic survivor strategy because there are people who play in more contests than just the circle. One that is the most uh, popular one nationwide with the giant uh, payouts that they offer there. But I, I look at uh, the Week One card, and it's just interesting this year now, Mall, because you have a bunch of home favorites who are very heavily priced, and so there you could look at it and go. Like I would imagine very, f- I would be surprised if many people at all took Kansas city as a seven point favorite over Detroit outside of the ones who just want to get one locked in for Thursday night, first game of the year. And if somehow, some way they lose, then they can buy back in. Yeah. I tend to agree with you. I don't think you'll see a lot of people on that, but again, look, whatever your personal preference and choice is, you're going to go with it at the same time. Chances are the chiefs probably win the game. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's better than taking a matchup where it's a complete coin toss. You're going to get to a point around week 12, 13, 14, 15, where you're in certain games that it is a toss up and you got to just hope your team prevails. Sure, Absolutely. The, the thing I also th- feel like a lot of betters get, and I, I include myself in this as well, that it can be a really dangerous game in survivor is trying to, for lack of a better term, slough off teams. You aren't really high on, but let's say like they are home. They are favored. They have a good matchup against a poor team. Couple of like one mind, one that will come to mind right away. It's the Washington Commanders Arizona Cardinals matchup week one. Commanders are a six point favorite right now. Yeah. I gotta think that that is going to be a very popular selection simply because most people's logic is, well, when am I using Washington again? This is an awful Arizona team. I'm going to to look at the the quote unquote bingo square right off the mark. Just get Washington, get him out of the way. Those are the ones I always worry about just in general because of the fact that, well, if they aren't very good, they could certainly lose a game like that. You're correct on that. And and Washington with the uncertainty of quarterback could be a problem. But I'll tell you the other thing, unlike in betting. You know, people are like, well, the whole crowd is on that. Well, in Circa Survivor, you don't want to sit there and think about that. And real quick, just to clarify, for people that are unaware, you cannot use the same team twice. Yes. Um, so if you've used Washington, you will never be able to use them again. Or if you use Kansas City or whomever. Uh, 
But look, I, I get your point. And Washington's an intriguing play in week one because they take on the Arizona Cardinals, who many people think will wind up with one of the worst records in the NFL. But for me, when I look at a team like Washington, a guy like Kyle or Kyler Murray, he could be a lot more dangerous in certain spots and situations than other people. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, a long way to go in terms of how these things play out. But I will tell you, I think this year is going to be much, much more difficult than I think years past. Because even if Arizona is bad, I still think they're four wins, three to four wins. Whereas there's no team that you're looking at that's going, well, that team's 0-17. That team yeah. is going to be one that yeah. goes 1-16 and or something to that effect. Well, and the year, where, I believe it was the year you were talking about them all, you made it to uh, to week 15, week yeah. 16, where they, I want to say there were like 20-some uh, winners who shared was, the pot. Yeah, it was like 60,000 each, yeah. Yeah, and the, you know, the thing that year was you had two, you had a New York Jets team that was just an auto bet against every week, and, it's, and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars Correct. were horrible. So essentially what you could do – you pretty much could just play one or the, one or the other against those two teams, and they were. All, it ended up being a situation where there were only a few weeks where you had to find something else. Where we don't see that happening this year, like you mentioned, Arizona has the lowest win total on the board. Where I mean, it's not like a team that is completely going to tank. That that's a, a group that has so many so much draft capital already. They they've got an opportunity to. They still have quarterback in Kyler Murray. Not that I expect him to be great by any means, but. Don't expect any free bingo squares in most weeks, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I like the way you phrase that. You're, you're 100% spot on. I don't think there's going to be that type of team. Now, it could happen. Let's say if Kyler Murray got hurt, then Arizona's in real trouble when you see this team. Remember we saw uh, a McCoy play quarterback for them? Yeah. They did. I think they beat the Rams. But the point is, you're, you're going to pay attention to some of these teams that are bad. And you you can't worry about, well, like the Washington example that you used, I would say probably 30 to 40% of the contest will be on Washington in week one, but you can't worry about that. Your yeah. job is to survive and move on. Don't worry about the rest. Yeah. And again, we don't know how long when, when Kyle Murray actually will come back for Arizona. I think that's part of it too. Yeah. The assumption that it'll be Colt McCoy uh, week one. So Vikings laying six and a half at home against Tampa Bay Ravens minus nine against Houston uh, week one mentioned the, the Washington spot as well. Those are, and then the Seahawks minus five at home against the Rams. So, Three home favorites of five points or more, and that's not even including the, the Chiefs opening night. So I want, if any of those scare you off, I would imagine those four games, though, is where the bulk of the pool is going to be taken from. I, w- I would agree with you. I think um, you, you see some intriguing ones. Baltimore is going to be one. I didn't realize Minnesota also has Tampa in week one. So I think those are all games that you could see potentially teams that are played uh, heavily by other people. It's, Minnesota kind of follows that, that line of thinking, too. Well, maybe they regress this year. Let me use them now before they struggle against a projected bad Tampa Bay team. All right, we'll transition. Little MLB to wrap up the show. What do we think happens in this huge AL East top of the division matchup that starts in about 30 minutes? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. The NFL Betting Guide is out now, and our college football guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and NFL seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on futures and season win totals. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl at an early bird discount of $175, or sign up on a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. This offer Ends July 31st. That's only 11 days away, so don't miss out on these preseason deals. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to become a vcin pro subscriber today. We're back for the final time on Sharp Money. Big thanks to the entire crew as well behind the scenes. Our producer, Brian Ortega, behind the glass, Sean McCollum on audio. Our guys, Isaiah Rankle, Jeremy Wengel, Rob Moreno, technical directors downstairs, Michelle Dugadio doing outstanding job on the graphics. And this uh, set, has set us up nicely. I'm all really excited for this uh, game. First pitch in under an hour from the trap. First of four to determine who will be in first place in the AL East come Sunday. Orioles Rays, how are you feeling about this one? Amal? Tyler Glass now goes for uh, before Tampa. Kyle Gibson for Baltimore. Yeah, been colder than ice, but let's go with the Rays here. I like okay. them. They're on a four-game losing streak. They come back home. Generally, you like to have the day off in between, but I think in this particular spot with Glass now on the bump, good spot. Now, Baltimore did rough him up earlier this year in his fourth start of the season, gave up six earned runs, a couple of homers in that one, but I think they bounced back. Uh, again, the line moved out this time, though, going against me a little bit. It was um, minus one and a half was plus 118 earlier, went down to 110, now plus 126. Rays, though, are still a prohibitive favorite at minus 178. You mentioned Bradish. You like him a lot. Um, it, you kind of leaning towards the under here. I, I am looking at uh, an under of eight. It's opened eight and a half. You can still find a couple of evenly juiced eights. I see a number of shops, though, that have started to get this thing juiced down eight under minus 115. You might have to pay a few extra cents. Kyle Bradish, uh, Kyle Gibson, I should say, very, you know, very underrated and just, you know, how, how solid, uh, you know, how, how solid he has been overall. And I just think about, you know, where Tyler Glass knows that too. I mean, this is, this, that's a picture you, you certainly trust and rely on. Sure. 283 on the XFIP for Tyler Glasnow. So his, his underlying number is even better than what the raw ERA suggests of 378. He's striking out over 13 per nine, which sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. I don't think people realize in respect of all just how, how good Glasnow has been uh, with, with missing bats overall. But, uh, but this Orioles pitching staff is, uh, is no joke. And whether it's Kyle Bradish, who I like, Kyle Gibson, there's a lot of good, yeah. a lot of good options to like. You think about Gibson, who's, again, his underlying number is a little bit better than just the raw stats of a 477 ERA. The fielding independent pitching is 395. I, I definitely feel like there's some positive regression coming. Batting average on balls in play of, of well over 300 uh, this year. So it, it's an interesting series because Bradish goes tomorrow. Yep. Gibson goes tonight. And I do expect a bounce back start uh, here for Gibson after getting up, uh, giving, getting touched up a little bit, gave up five earned against Miami, but the previous start struck out 11 at Minnesota. Uh, so I, I do like this to go. Uh, if you're looking at it under, under eight is a good way to attack it. Also, the other thing that's interesting with Gibson, when you look at most of his splits, he's been pretty effective on the road. We saw, yeah. aside from one bad start at Kansas city, um, Really done a nice job against Tampa earlier this year at home. Goes six innings, gives up just two earned runs in that game against the Rays. Uh, that was back on May 8th. The Rays did win that game 3 nothing, but that's a, that's a pretty decent performance. This sure. Tampa team has really struggled when you look at it of late. Uh, that's been the biggest issue is in July, this team has just not played good baseball. Uh, they they won the last couple games of the month, or actually three in a row at the end of July. And then as soon as the calendar turned to July, they start out with a seven-game losing streak. Um, they won three in a row, and now they're back on a four-game losing streak. So there's, um, you know, three and eleven so far this month. But to me, I'm going to roll the dice here with the Rays run line. I know you get one less at bat at home. That doesn't concern me as much as it does other people. 
Uh, but the big thing is, can the Rays pick it up a little bit? I think Gibby's a guy that they can do it against. Yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup tonight as the first of four. They're yeah. down at the trap. First pitch coming up in a little bit under an hour. A very truncated rest of the night, Cardamal, since most of the games have already gotten underway. We're watching uh, the, the Mariners and Twins right now. 2 nothing. Great outing from George Kirby today. Uh, and a, a really nice over-the-shoulder catch, by the way, by uh, Eugenio Suarez in the outfield. So good defense from the M's. They lead 2 nothing over the Twins in the top of the eighth. Uh, the other game in the AL, it is a, it's a big line. Have you been in the business of laying these run lines against the, the A's this year, especially when it's divisional games against good teams like an Astros who, who need wins right now trying to keep pace with the Rangers? So a couple things. Number one, if a team said, I generally don't like a team at minus 140 or greater from just a straight money line standpoint, but I will lay the run line in the majority of games. I'll give you a perfect example. I'm a big fan of the reverse run line. When you're yeah. like an underdog, I had Detroit this year against Verlander. <laughs> they ended up winning the game 2 nothing. But they were around plus, I want to say, like almost close to $3 or something because they were a, almost a $2 dog in that right. spot against JV. Um, I, I'm a fan of it because if you look at the majority of these games, yes, they're going to be beats you take, especially if you bet the Marlins. I think they won like 21 games by a single run. So it, that's something that you take into consideration in some of these matchups that there is a concern that you might get beat in certain spots. But Ben, overall, I, I think it's a prudent play from a mathematical standpoint. Think about this. The Rays are minus 170 in this game. On the flip side, if you take the run line, it's plus 125. Huge difference overall from a percentage standpoint, which you have to be correct on winning the wager. Definitely. And you think about the the Astros A's game with Hogan Harris, who has an over six ERA. You could uh, laying a dollar thirty right now. I'm seeing consensus run line for the Astros uh, there at the Coliseum tonight in Oakland. The other the other interesting game. This is the last game that we'll talk about them all. In the NL Central, you believe this to be Marcus Stroman's final start in a Cub uniform? It could be. I think he might get one more in there because we're only on the 20th of July, so yeah. I think it could could come down to a trade deadline, but there's a possibility. Look, I'm not exactly enamored with Stroman the way some other people might be. He's a solid pitcher. I think he comes into your rotation. He could be a two or a three, depending on where you come out on him. And he goes tonight against Steven Matz of the St. Louis Cardinals. Basically, uh, pick him a little bit of money. I'm seeing him all come in on the uh, the underdog at Cardinals, who, who showed some signs of life. And it's funny, whenever the Cardinals have looked like they've had a pulse, yeah. a lot of bettors have, have had that impulsive thought to say, well, maybe don't count St. Louis out. And they are uh, ten and a half back right now. Cubs eight back. Kind of feels like whoever wins the series at least could make an argument to buy for the second half, given how weak the rest of the NL Central has been. With Milwaukee, the division leader, still negative run differential even after winning today and having 1-8 of 10. Uh, but whoever loses the series, and you, you kind of got to figure, especially if the Cardinals go down to a three, that's got to be lights out on their season. I would think so. This is a huge series for them. They've got an opportunity to play this Cubs seven times in the next 10 days. So good, good opportunity for them, or it might be 11 days, but uh, really make some hay if they're going to make a push. I think in Milwaukee, though, what they've been able to do, think about this. We saw the Reds win yesterday. Uh, Brewers with a nice win today. I don't remember. Did the Brew Crew win last night? Yeah. They did, yeah, right? So they have not allowed the Reds to gain any ground since they left Cincinnati. And, you know, I know it's only two and a half games back, but that helps immensely as you get down the stretch. Seriously. I should should clarify, start of a four-game set tonight, uh, first year from Wrigley Field at 8.05 East Coast time. Yeah, Brewers have won 8 of 10. <laughs> and they've been – and the other thing, too, for Milwaukee, so mentioned how both the Brewers and the Braves – uh, they they each won today, Braves and Walk in a comeback fashion late against Arizona at home. All the Brewers and Corbin Burns shut out Taiwan Walker and the Phillies. Uh, you and I won't be together tomorrow, Maul, but what are your thoughts on that Brewer Braves series? Three game stretch at American Family Field starting tomorrow. Yeah, good opportunity for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, and uh, you know what? If you're a Brewers fan, you're happy that the Braves won today because you wouldn't want a team coming in having lost yes. five in a row. So a little bit better from that standpoint. But. Atlanta's a team whose offense can just flip the switch. I think the challenge for Milwaukee is can the offense get going? Because we know it's going to be hard to shut down the Braves' offense at a hitter-friendly park like Miller over the course of the weekend. At least for Milwaukee, they will get to throw out Freddie Peralta to yep. open that series fast while Freddie goes. Then it is Adrian Hauser, Julio Tehran. For those of you, have you ever, have you, are you someone at all who bets these series prices for, for baseball? Because I, I, have I haven't. No. no. It, it, just just to throw that out there, the pitching matchups there, uh, Braves are going to counter with them. Remember, we saw uh, Bryce Elder really get uh, touched up for the Braves in that loss the other night against Arizona. Uh, Braves got a, a really good outing at first from Spencer Strider before he fell apart a little bit late. So Braves have thrown a couple of good arms late. They are set to go uh, with Mike Soroka on Friday. So that that's the one where I would give, give Milwaukee an edge. Braves coming off this emotional comeback late inning win where they, they had to use a lot of bullpen arms. Soroka has been very, very up and down in his return. You know, hadn't really pitched at all since the 2020 season. So you got to give Peralta the big edge. I'll be curious to see how that is priced for tomorrow. I, I would agree. 
agree with you there. And look, Kyle Wright, Mike Soroka, uh, Max Free, these are good pitchers, but I am not in the camp that these guys are elite level aces. And I don't think anybody's saying that about Soroka, but I know people talk about Wright and uh, Max Free. Yeah. yeah. They're good I pitchers. feel like Freed is legit, but but he can't. But he's struggled to stay healthy. That's yeah, the I'm issue. not saying he's not legit, but look for me. Are these guys when you give them the ball in the postseason that you just sit there and say, "Wow, it's it's over." I mean, that that's what you want. Like Burns is capable when you give him the ball. If you're Milwaukee, let's say it's the first game of the postseason. Yo, guys, we get two today. We got a great shot to win this game sure. with the way our bullpen sets up and everything else. So I'm still. Bitter the fact that the the Brewers had the Dodgers right where they wanted them. Game seven of the NLCS with Woodruff on the mound hit a, hit a solo homer in the early in the, earlier in the series. Brewers had the game in their hands and they couldn't hold on. Still a little bit bitter about that. I'm all. My, my, the team has been horrible my entire life. Well, most of my life had that opportunity. Listen, all, all of us t- fans of I'm mean, listen. I still can't believe the Buckeyes didn't run the ball on fourth and one at their own 34 with seven eight minutes to go against yeah. Georgia up by ten. There's everybody's got their moments in sports for their team where there's just certain things you don't want to relinquish or you sit there and think like, how did this happen? Or why did this happen? It's like, all you got to say are the words fourth and 26. And for people like Brian Ortega and I, oh, we just, we just God. shudder. You just you're said about the game. You're talking exactly. about the game in San Francisco. No, 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 no. Philadelphia divisional round 2003. Fourth and 26. Oh, is that uh, Freddie Mitchell? Yes. Yeah. Fourth and I'm 20... thinking about the Terrell Owens against the Packers. Well, that was, that was, oh, that's a little bit, just, that's that a little was just older. as bad, but fourth and 26, a little bit. That's worse, worse getting beat by Fred X. Cut to the core. For Amal Shaw, for Brian Ortega, I'm Ben Olsen. Amal, just a blast working with you, man. I'll see you next week. We're done. Here from Sharp Money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.